Hi, welcome to Project Healing, a podcast whose mission is to shed light on true self-care, healing our inner demons, and connecting the world in deeper and more meaningful ways. We all have a story to share, and we're very excited to be a part of helping everyone to share their own along the path of their healing journey. I'm your host, Katherine Galvin, psychic medium and intuitive healer, and with me, I have my co-host. I'm Jenna Korzynski, empathic psychic medium and intuitive soul coach. I believe that we have to feel our pain in order to heal it, and that community is a large part of that process. Speaking our truth and riding the waves of life is how we heal, and we welcome you to do the same. This is Project Healing. We would like to take a moment to shout out our patrons, Catherine Kendall, Manuela Cardenas, Jessica Randall, Rue, Katie Duvetter, Janet Adams, Chelsea Ayers, and Katie Nicholson. Thank you so much for your support. And if you are interested in joining our Patreon, we do have multiple tiers available, which include personalized readings, Reiki healing, and monthly group readings as well. So head on over to patreon.com and become a supporter of Project Healing so that we can connect on a more personal level. Today, Catherine and I are not alone. We are joined by one of my favorite couples, Sarah and Dedrick Albritton. Say hi, guys. Hi. How are you? (laughs) So um, a huge part of the healing process is the health and wellness journey. And quite honestly, it's something I've been struggling with for a while. But I have two beautiful friends. Yeah, right? Catherine, too. It's (laughs) a thing. (laughs) A lot of us can relate to that. Um, I have two beautiful friends that are consistent inspiration in my life. And so that's Sarah and Dedrick. And that's why we asked them to be here today. Sarah has a beautiful story of her own um, to share with us. So, um, Sarah, let's start from the beginning. What? Tell us about your life and your journey and like segue into your struggle. Tell me about your life. Tell me about your life. (laughs) You made me want to sing. Tell me about the beginning. Start from the beginning. The very beginning. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) I was always um, in really good shape in high school. I played sports. Um, I was very active. All that good jazz, you know, and then I met my now husband and he liked to cook, you know, grits, eggs, bacon, all the stuff that you shouldn't be eating all the time. Um, so I, (laughs) I started putting on some weight, but I wasn't like I was eating, but I wasn't also then being active. So it caught up to me real quick. Um, and actually with my first pregnancy, he, he didn't know I was pregnant yet. And he went to my mom because he was very concerned that I was gaining weight so fast. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. This is a part of the story that I have yeah. not heard. Yes. <laughs> Dedrick, you yeah. did what? You yeah. did what, Dedrick? Uh, concerned because the weight was coming so fast. So I wasn't going to go to her. I was going to consult with her mother. And uh, see what was going on. 
Gotcha. Generally gotcha. concerned about her. Yeah. But that's what like makes me um, just appreciate him even more along my journey because most husbands or not most husbands, but you know, some husbands would be like, Oh, you're getting big. Oh, what are you doing? He didn't want to hurt me, my feelings. So he asked my mom if maybe she knew what was going on. Didn't want to hurt my feelings. So he thought maybe my mom knew what was going on. Um, and that's then when I told him, Oh, we're having a baby. Um, and then I was the, you know, typical, I had my first, I was pregnant with my first kid. You couldn't tell me I couldn't eat nothing. I ate everything I wanted to eat. Um, um, said, and then some, and then some, I used to stop at McDonald's and eat real quick in the car and then throw out my garbage before I got home. And then I would eat again. Wait a minute. Is that not normal? No. Is that not okay that I hide it's wrappers not. from Chick-fil-A? No, it's not normal. <laughs> Damn it. So, so I gained like 70 pounds um, with Brooklyn. And I remember um, going to the doctors after I had her. Because I don't think they, it was like she was the day after New Year's. So they didn't like get the memo that I had the baby and I went to the doctors and this and that. So they're like, oh, you lost a little weight. And in my head thinking, well, I hope so. Cause I just had a baby. Right. And then when she came into the room, she was like, oh, you had the baby. And I immediately like bawled oh <laughs> because I was like, she didn't know that I had had the baby because I was that big. I was at my heaviest. I was 274. So wow. um, that was kind of, not my, actually not even my eye opening moment. I just came home and I was like, Oh, she thought I didn't have the baby. And it wasn't until, um, we started doing family trips with Brooklyn, like taking her to the zoo. And I constantly would have to tell him to stop so I could sit down because I felt like I was still carrying her. I was winded mm. and I immediately was like, I can't live like this anymore. <laughs> I can't be trying to raise a baby and miserable. Like, I can't keep up. We can't, I can't even walk the zoo and our zoo's not that big. (laughs) So at at that moment, I was like, I need to do something to better my health. And the whole way, Dedrick was still working out. He's been working out since he was 15. Not once was he like, hey, I'm going to the gym. I think you should come with me. He would just, every once in a while, be like, hey, do you want to go to the gym with me? Nope, I'm good. Like, he never pushed it. He never was like, no, I think it's time for you to get in the gym. I think you need to lose some weight. He knew that. I wasn't going to do it until I was mentally and physically prepared to do it. Very important to give space because I knew she would come around. Yeah. It's just the connection we have. Just very intuitive with uh, (laughs) just thinking and knowing that this is what this wasn't going to last too much longer. And just be ready when she comes for you. And ask for your help. That's um, and I actually, they, yeah. I'm oops, sorry. sorry. I think a lot of um, couples push each other in a m- much more abrasive way. It's not supporting; it's pushing. So that's that's a pretty incredible thing. Good for you guys. Absolutely, and it's it's still like it's inspiring that you're still just doing your thing. Like you didn't stop your journey because you felt bad for her or anything like that. You were like, I'm still going to do this. So that that's motivational in itself. Sarah, did you find that that 
helped you in a way too, like knowing that he was always pushing forward through it or um, were you ever like resentful of the fact that he was always grinding? Um, no, that, yeah, that was very like motivating because I knew he was still going so that when I was ready, he was already in, you know, wheel was in motion. He's been going to the gym every day. So I just would have to get myself in there with him. Awesome. Okay. So Uh, what happens next? Now you figured like, um, so then actually I lost, I started doing, um, Shanti, Shanti insanity. And he would take Brooklyn upstairs mm-hmm. and he would hear me crying through the workouts because I was so big and all my, I was not used to that kind of workout. So my knees would hurt my, like everything would hurt, but I would cry through the workout. I would, I refuse to stop because once you feel that pain, you don't want to go back and start over. You just got to push through the pain. Yeah. So those Workouts are titled appropriately. They are insane. They are. (laughs) So to go from nothing to that is also like you get credit for that alone because wow. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Saying you're crying through that. Like I think I cry through jumping jacks. Of course you would cry through Shanti. (laughs) You're not working out at all. You're 270 pounds. And for for reference, what, what do you weigh now? I weigh 158 now. Okay. So just for so people have that um, comparison mm-hmm. there, that's 120 pounds less? Yeah. Okay. I lost a battery so boy. Right? <laughs> to start that, <laughs> at the level, the, the fitness deficit that you were in, mm-hmm. at, and then start the workout at that level, I would have quit. I would not have had that same mentality of, well, once you feel the pain, you have to keep going. No, my bitch ass would have been laying on the <laughs> yoga mat, eating ice cream, watching the rest of them work out. And that may still happen. Well. I'm just saying. I was going to say, was, well, was, Catherine, was. now you're telling my story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm with you, girl. The, yeah. weight, the weight didn't come off that quick. No. Mostly inches first. Yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. what. You know, some women body types, uh, that seems to be the norm because the inches is what frustrates people. And you just have to stay with it. And then the weight will come after. Right. The number doesn't so much matter. Right. Um, what, Dedrick, what do you do for a living? Is it fitness related? Uh, I went to school for fitness, but I own a commercial cleaning business. Okay. And I, I am a trainer and I do have a little gym here. Okay, cool. Cause it just like, you're clearly very knowledgeable about it and you're not just over there. Like I pick things up and put them down and we'll tell you how to work (laughs) out, but you really don't know anything. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So yeah, you did insanity. You saw the inches start to come off. And it's funny because they started a biggest loser challenge at work. So, you know me, I'm very competitive. So it's, that's what, and I ended up winning the biggest loser challenge at work because I lost the most weight. Um, so, and then I got pregnant. I didn't get as small as I wanted to. And then I got pregnant again. Um, and I put on weight again. I was back up, you know, to 250, I think I was with Micah, um, which I thought I did better that time. Um, but I think my biggest thing was I stopped 
progressing. Like I stopped working out. I just thought, okay, I'm pregnant. I can't do much. Like I didn't know all that stuff that I knew then with my third. Um, so then after Micah, that's when I actually started going to the gym with him. And that's where, um, which I know a lot of women go through, you become, you go from like one extreme to the next. So I was super big, not working out. And then I was super obsessed and what I like to call skinny fat, because all I did was cardio. So I was like, my face was sunken in. Um, and, but to me, I thought I was in shape. And then when I tried to get pregnant with our third, I couldn't get pregnant. And I was like, well, the last two times, I feel like he just looked at me and I was pregnant. So why can't I get pregnant this time? Um, so I went to the, I made an appointment and I actually had no estrogen left in my body because I was working out so hard and so much that my body wasn't producing estrogen. Wow. Like I wow. wasn't getting, yeah. So it, be, it became an obsession for me. And she actually, she actually asked me when I was at the doctors, when she asked me, um, if, if I was, um, if you were, what's that word? Emaciated. Emaciated. Oh, wow. And I, yeah. And she's like, are you not eating? And I, I tried not, I held back the tears cause I was like, oh my God, in my mind, I was in great shape. I had lost all this weight. I was super skinny. Um, but in reality, when I look back at that picture, I was not healthy at all. <laughs> no. Yeah. Cedric, where was your mind in all of this at this point? Well, made such good gains. I didn't really think that she was that unhealthy. Yeah. Not until I looked back um, to her OB what made that suggestion. You know, I kind of dropped the ball on that too. Well, I think when you're in it, it's harder to see too when you see someone every day and you don't see how um, drastic it gets. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Once you got that news from the OB and you had that kind of um, medical slap in the face, where did you go from there? Like what were the next steps? So then um, that's when my friend um, actually started going to burn in Pittsburgh, burn boot camp. So they had like a 30 days for $30. So I went with her. Um, and I mean, the first time I went, I was dead cause I was, you know, incorporating weights and, um, body weight and all that stuff. So as sore as I was, I couldn't wait to go back the next day. So I did that for just up until COVID of this year. Um, I was at COVID this year. <laughs> of COVID this year when everything shut down. Um, and then, but I was here and there, like I would go with Dedrick still to LA fitness and do weights with him. Like he started having me squat and do, um, all the stuff that was going to build muscle and tone me more than just be super skinny and lean. Do you feel more powerful like that now? I, I actually do like it's funny because everyone always makes fun of me because I wear tank tops all the time, but they don't understand my, like, they just look like, Oh, she's got a tank top on. But in reality, at one point in my life, I never showed my arms because I was so embarrassed of how I looked. I get that. Yeah. So yeah. I have seen pictures of you and I mean, I met you in person, 
you've got some killer ass arms. I wouldn't hide those either. <laughs> You're fantastic. Right. You could be proud of that. Um, she does not charge for tickets to the gun show. I don't. No, it's a, it's a show. free show. Everyone is invited. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but like the, the sad reality is and Jenna knows because I mean I feel like I just went through this but unless you know my story people just look at me like oh she wakes up like that every day oh she can eat what she wants and she can look like that oh she doesn't know like do they just have so many things in their head about me they don't know that I wake up every day and I work so hard to maintain what I look like Absolutely. Can we talk about like the mental aspect of all of this? Because I think that that is a common misconception. People see people that are in shape and they think, oh, they've got it all together. And Sarah, we literally just lived this with you. People passing judgment on you because you are the fit girl. Um, How, you know, how do you feel about like your body image now like do you still struggle in your body image when you look in the mirror Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. i struggle every day (laughs) yeah especially not to be uh gross knowing my (laughs) wife like i know her especially when the time of the month come and she's pissed off that she's gaining (laughs) And she feels bloated and she feels like crap. And I have to remind her and say, isn't it that time? (laughs) Isn't it that time? (laughs) She says, shut up. (laughs) When it's over, it'll go back all It'll go away. She says, shut up. (laughs) Yeah. That is so funny. My husband does the same thing. He's like, you're getting your damn period. Relax. Shut up. Yeah. They don't like they don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Ricky, they don't Ricky understand tells me that he gets right. He, Ricky says that he gets one good week out of every month from me. And I'm like, thanks, babe. Thanks. <laughs> thanks so much for that. Thanks so much for that. <laughs> um, all right. So, you know. I think it's important just to put out there for anyone listening. If you see someone that is in shape and in terrific shape like Sarah is, know that (laughs) that doesn't mean that they don't have their own internal battles and that they haven't come from someplace else. Because we we are going to – Sarah shared her – transformation photos with us and we will be posting those and um check it out because it's pretty inspirational um but it doesn't mean like yes she's wonder woman she picks things up and puts them down (laughs) but she's not you know she's not superhuman she still feels go ahead Catherine. i think it's worth noting too that when people look at someone who is very fit and they assume that it's just the way that they are quote unquote Mm -hmm. I think it comes from a place of insecurity, right? So maybe they're feeling like I should be working out. So screw her looking so good. And I'm sure she doesn't do anything because that takes the pressure off of us, right? Well, if I could do nothing and look like that, I would. But I do nothing and I look like this. But the truth of it is if we admit that she works hard to look like she does, then we have to work hard to look like that. And we don't want that accountability, Right. Yes. 
And I'm just going to share this. I'm going to put it on blast for a minute because this was my favorite moment of the whole thing is, you know, this person that went at Sarah was coming at Sarah hard and it went on and she (laughs) grinned and bared it making jokes. And then it got to like this competition and it was like, well, I do this and I do this and I, and I have three children. And Sarah was like, and so do I. And they're the same age as yours. And the girl was like, (laughs) okay, got it. (laughs) So, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. So, I mean, yeah. obviously we're taking a turn here, but I think, I just think it's important to say that because um, your story is powerful, but there's one thing that you left out, my dear. You are like the meal planning queen. So can we talk about that for a moment, please? Sure. <laughs> um, which I think I started meal planning um, maybe a year after burn. That I got into burn. Yeah. Right? Pretty seriously. Um, to the point. Weighing. Yeah. So I, to this day, measure, I mean, unless I go out to eat, but I still track it because Jenna's been to dinner with me and see, I, she's, what, what, what did I just eat? How many cups do you think this was? Um, <laughs> yeah. But even now, I weigh even my chips and everyone laughs. But <laughs> if I have to eat a certain amount of calories, and you know, a lot of times on the labels, it's just a recommended, oh, you can have 11 chips for 150 calories. And I know it sounds crazy, but I weigh my chips because sometimes it's actually 18, 19 chips that are the one ounce. So I want to get every ounce of calories that I should be taking in every day. Yeah. And Dedrick, tell us why that's important, because I know you got, like, the science with it, don't you, a little bit? Well, it's in the whole accountability thing. I mean, with her logging her food and keeping track like that, it just holds her accountable. Um, that's very important to hit those, especially to hit the goals in your, in your, in your calorie mark. Because if you don't, you know, people have that misconception where, oh, I eat once a day and I'll lose weight where it's actually in reverse. You need to eat more to lose weight. So you need to hit, you know, there's 154, 58 pounds. You need to be bringing in at least 2000 calories a day. You need to be bringing in, uh, what do you get? Like how many grams of protein? Like almost 150 grams of protein. You know, you need to be conscious and you need to be consistent on hitting that. So, you know, you she's intermittent fasting and her window is from like one to seven. She needs to squeeze those calories in that window. And that's why she gets those results that she gets. Yes, absolutely. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> what else? I don't know. I feel like I'm like, I know, taking it all well, in. Let's go back taking to food, to meal planning. Um, so what does that look like yeah. for you? What does it look like? What do your meals look so, like? Because people think it's so it's, insanely hard. And, and it's not. Um, so in the beginning, um, I used to just do the meals for like him and I, and I would put them each in our containers. His would have obviously a little bit more, um, Ounces. ounces and cups than mine. Um, but it came to one day the you know, the kids, because just by what we're doing, they would be like, can you meal prep for us? 
we want some meal preps. So what I started doing was I would take the ground turkey and I would cook up the whole thing and just put it in a container. Um, I would cook up a ton of white rice and put that in a container um, so that when I needed to weigh it or measure it, it was all there for me. And then with the kids, I could just put theirs on their plates because they started to see the pattern. So then they wanted to eat what we were eating. That's huge. That is so huge. We were just talking about, let me try to caveat without screwing up what I'm going to (laughs) say. We were just watching something on, I think it was Netflix about, oh my God, you know what it was? I actually retained something my husband said. That's why I'm so confused. Um, He he was talking about (laughs) the number of fat cells that your body creates stay with you forever. So you can't eliminate fat cells. You can only shrink them. And I think that that's, if that's true, I didn't fact check that. But if that's true, you think about all of these children who struggle with their weight, not because they're predisposed or not because they have like a real a real issue, but because the parents won't stop and take what you eat into um, into account because it's so important. And like you're saying right now, you are teaching your children those habits and you're eliminating issues that they're going to have being made fun of and should we make fun of people and bully no but will that always be a problem yes right so you are though and it's like that aside you're also eliminating a lot of health problems that maybe you both have seen in your genetic background but because you two are making healthier choices you're not saying well i'm gonna have a heart attack at this age because my dad did and his dad did and his dad did but they were not eating right and exercising but now you are and your kids are and you're literally breaking generational patterns by doing this. It's huge. That's so exciting to know that your kids are getting into it like that. That's huge. And that's that's the way I looked at it. Exactly what you said. It's so important for so the we're kids. We're on that promise tomorrow, but I still would like to be here as long as I can for my kids. Yeah, exactly. And teach them these important lessons now because they don't right. talk about nutrition like they should in schools. They just don't. Right. We don't they learn don't. that. And when you look at it, you go grocery shopping and you look at all of the ready-made everything. I have this really awful habit mm-hmm. of looking at other people's carts to see what they're eating. And <laughs> I, can't help it. I can't help it. I choose not to. <laughs> but you look, no, you do. Like you look at all of like the sodas and the processed foods and and Mm -hmm. all of this shit. And you see these families who are walking by who are all gravely overweight. And that's not a judgment. That is a fact that that is not healthy. It's not healthy. It's not fat shaming. People need to learn how to eat and how to grocery shop and how to meal plan. And on top of to your point as well, all of that food is highly <laughs> addictive. Yes. So if these kids are starting this at such a young age, how do they break the cycles? I'm having a hard time breaking the cycle as an adult, you Same. know, yep. like it overindulging and then having like a sugar addiction and it's hard. So if I were eating like this since the time that I was a child, it would be that much harder. Right. Um, and it's also important to know that it doesn't always show in your weight. Um, my 
husband is a perfect example of this. He's got the metabolism of like a newborn. Yeah. Um, so he has eaten terribly his whole life and um, he's got cholesterol issues and blood pressure issues. And it's because of the way that he eats. And now it's finally catching up to his physical body. Um, so he'll be calling you Dedrick because, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's <laughs> tough when it catches up. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Um, so um, it's it's not. It doesn't always show in the weight. It sometimes mm-hmm. shows in other health issues as well, behavioral issues because of like right. the dyes yep. and the additives in the foods. And right. there's so much um, that we can heal in ourselves just by having um, proper nutrition. Right. So. Um, I, I agree with Catherine and like commending you guys for showing these habits to your kids at a young age. And it's so much easier to go through the drive through and we all do it from time to time. But when they have that base knowledge of like, this is how you prepare a meal for your family. This is how you sustain healthy eating habits. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's a beautiful thing. So awesome. And you got three three kids that will now pass that down to their children and so on and so forth so that's awesome and i think um just to go off food too like i think people have a misconception too like when you work out you have to start dieting and i think that's where people fail so much is because you immediately cut out like jenna said like that stuff is addicting i mean i call it a gateway because if i eat one chip i want a whole bag so i our big thing is too, like now he had, we have some people that, um, we, he is training cause we have, a, we opened a gym in our garage and they're like, okay, should I start dieting? And he, his answer all the time is no, you just need to start with portion control. You need to just start logging what you're eating. You don't, I, if people, people that know me know I can eat, I eat like it's my job. <laughs> so I don't like, I mean, I do eat nor- fairly healthy, but if I want a meal, I'm going to eat it. So I think right. when you cut out so much stuff or you think, oh, I'm going to live on salads, well, then you're going to quit because that's yeah. not sustainable. Yes. It's not um, diet, let's back it's that train up, though, for <laughs> a second, because you guys started your own gym during COVID, which is phenomenal. So tell us about the gym. What is it called? So, what are you doing? Let's hear all the things. So, yes, we bought some stuff. Before before COVID, COVID, and it was just sitting here, and our you know hopes were to open a gym um, or turn our garage into a gym. And um, you know, I try to be a pretty pretty positive person. I think so. When everybody was like complaining about everything shut down with COVID, I looked at it as okay. So this is a shove for us to get the garage done and open our own gym. When everybody was complaining that they oh I can't work out. I can't do this. I can't do that. I go to Dedrick. I go, we, t- we took lemons and we made a garage or we made a gym in the garage. Like we let, like you have to do that. You're always going to find an excuse. You have to find something that's going to drive you to always be better. So we just immediately went to work on the gym. He already had a name picked out, which is dark horse fitness. And I would always make fun of him oh. for the name. I like it until he told me to Google it and it's somebody that unexpectedly or I forgot the whole thing or s- something succeeds. Yeah. 
So his big thing is always he likes to say what happens Meaning. in the dark comes, comes to, to light. light. So that's his Love dark horse fitness. Um, Love that. And Look right at that. Brains and brawn. Yeah. He has about seven, seven or eight people that he trains yeah. through the course yeah. of the week. He's Amazing. still growing. Yeah. I won't take too many more people, but it's uh, it's exciting. You know, it's exciting to see people come back and want more. You know, we're pretty much um, athletic training and strength training. Um, a lot of people are not used to power movements, and let's let's just be honest: muscle is the fountain of youth. You have to do strength training. Everybody must strength train. It's just no way around it. People run from it. You can run all you want, but that's where it is. You know, I got to say, I would rather do strength training all day, every day, than yep. even a freaking ounce of cardio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Don't me make me run. But, you know, yeah. I think what's funny, a couple years ago, two years ago, Listen to this. I'm on here with all you Rochesterians, and I'm starting to get my accent back just like that. Um, <laughs> I was on there. I was, I think it was about two years ago. I ran a turkey trot. I ran a 10K after working out, mostly doing strength training. I did the Lift 4 program on Beach Body, and I had done that like two or three times back to back. And I know there's a little bit of cardio in it, but it's mostly strength training. And I went to run that. 10k and I thought well this is gonna fucking suck because I didn't really do very much cardio I ran for about two weeks before this I crushed that because my muscle carried me Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it I finished it right behind our friends who were runners and they were like what where did you come from like I don't know that was awesome I couldn't believe it you probably were getting your cardio through the workout well, sh- yeah, yeah, training. Yeah. And you don't really need to do that much cardio. Not I mean, solo. You can get like your cardio while lifting. Yes. That was incredible. I never even realized it was happening when I was running. I was like, look at my ass go. <laughs> 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 Sorry. That, <laughs> Wouldn't that's <happen> awesome. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, I hate cardio. Um, mm-hmm. So, Dedrick, if you could give a piece of advice to someone that is, to me, if you could give a piece of advice to me, <laughs> someone that's struggling to hop back on the train and has every excuse in the world, what what would it be? What would your advice be? My advice would be just start. <laughs> just take a step and think of your family. Awesome. I love it. One step at a time. There's no need to and just rush. Don't that be afraid to reach up out for me. To me. Don't be afraid to reach out. Because we all, um, we all you know, like I, I always say, we're not, we're not promised tomorrow, but we want to live as long and as healthy as we can. You know, we want to take care of ourselves. You know, we want to have a strong immune system. We want to keep our brains firing the way they're supposed to be. And that all ties in together. Do you help people with yeah. their with their dietary changes when they're ready to start making those changes? Yes. I mean, I consulted with some of the people I have now. Um, we're working on some things. Um, first first off, is just one girl. It's just started out portion control. 
She, she says, says, man, I eat so much to the point I have to open up my belt buckle. <laughs> you know, she's not a big girl. She just likes, you know, likes to eat. But when you eat to the point of you have to open up your, you know, your, your belt, we have to make a change. Outside of Thanksgiving. Mm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Don't take this from me. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to just jump right in it. Just little things first, you know, then start trying to cut back on some of the bad stuff. Awesome. You know, you, 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 you got cheat days. You take your take your weekends for your cheat days. You took the words out of my mouth. I was saying, no one's saying yeah. you can't have. Get in it. Oh, yeah. There's no one saying you can't eat. That's a thing, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. All right. Do we want to do our card? Uh, we've been doing conversation cards with everybody each week. And as we were talking, I just pulled one out and mm-hmm. I actually love this. So is it cool? Yeah. We do a conversation yeah. card real quick. All right. What experience did you learn the most from? It can be anything. It doesn't have to be fitness related. What pops for you? Well, for me, it was <laughs> it was a business decision not to put all my eggs in one basket. Mm. That's why I. That's why I started. I opened up another business for multiple streams of income. That was the only way I was going to feel a little bit better. Um, with taking care of my family. That I love that advice. Yeah, Sarah. I love that, and I oh, I relate to that because people have told me, you know, oh, you you've got your hands in too much, and I'm like, no. but I always got money in the bank, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> Jenna, you've always got your shit handled too. In a way. There's, I, mean, I mean, I'm starting, I got to get the body right. But besides that, I'm working, I'm working through it all. <laughs> right. But what I'm saying is you don't spread yourself, you spread yourself too thin. I don't want to say that the wrong way either. You spread yourself too thin, but the commitments that you've made, you are so fully committed to. True. Yeah. yeah. Following yeah. passions, right? Like yeah. we've got to yeah. follow our passions and then that right. makes it so much easier. I mean, this podcast was my baby and Jenna is of the time going, no, come on, we're recording tonight. And I'm like, I want to go to bed. So yeah, Jenna, you are so fully committed to anything you take on. Yep. Anything. She is. And that's the thing, like when you're ready, that's what I say all the time. That's how I was. I was stubborn and I was like, nope, I'm not, I don't need to work out. I'm fine. I'm happy. But when I finally decided there was no looking back, you can't do it. Like no one can force you to start until you are ready and you know right. you're ready. Then I know without a doubt you're going to take off running because that's just the type of person you are. Yeah. Maybe maybe not running. Well, we don't run. Know. Yeah, I won't we won't make you run. <laughs> Cuz I don't even run. Let's be serious. I don't even run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, Sarah, what experience did you learn the most from? I mean, I would have to say if I had to do it all over again, just being overweight taught me so much and the experience helped me reach so many people. So as much as I'm like, Oh, I was so big and I was so big for so long that journey 
And that story has helped inspire so many people. And that I think gives me so much joy because I just want to help people. I just want people to be the best version of themselves. Well, we are here to serve. So yeah. Yeah. That's what, yes. that's what the Lord put us on earth for. We, we are, are here all to serve. here to serve. I love that so much. Yes. 100%. Um, Sarah, did you, did you struggle with your weight when you were younger? No, I was always a skinny little girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes it harder yeah. too. I, I think, think the, the people who struggle, yeah. who don't struggle with weight when they're young and then they do when they're older or post-pregnancy, that makes it a lot harder. Yeah. Yep. And then once it like got on, I was like, man, it just keeps going up. Like where, when does it stop? <laughs> yeah. It's easy to lose control once you like even yeah, further, yeah. once you've lost control. So oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It is. In my absolutely. mind, that's what he would, he would always yell at me too. Like, oh, who cares? I just, oh, I gained five pounds. I might as well just keep eating. Oh, might as well just put on another five pounds. Might as well just do this. Like it became like a whole trickle down effect. Like, well, who cares? Because I just keep gaining weight. I can't lose weight. Yeah. I'm going to need you to stop telling my story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my issue comes in after I had all of my babies, but especially this last one. I just had my third little boy and I, he's three months old. When I was six weeks out of the hospital, I weighed about the same as I do now, but I was back in my pre-pregnancy pants, just like lickety split. And my husband's always like, I wish you didn't get back to it that fast because it gives you that false sense of you don't have to do anything. So then I stay skinny fat. So now I just told him the other day, I was like, Ugh, I don't think that bloat jiggles like this. I really need to start working on this. <laughs> I can't blame it on too much to eat just one day anymore. But it's the, like just doing it, just getting into it, just mm-hmm. one morning of it makes you feel so much better. But it's it's so yeah. hard to do. So for the people who have that hard time, do you really think it's about just waiting until you feel ready to do it? Or do you think someone needs to whoop your ass into getting there sometimes? <laughs> I like having my ass whooped. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm good at that. Um, I try to make it to the point. Try to I don't try to kill you, but I'm gonna work you to the point where you're not gonna want to put poison in your body. Simple as that. Good. You're gonna put in work like that, and you're not gonna go home and go ahead and eat what you want because you're gonna feel very bad. And that changes too, though, as you eat better and as you work out more different food appeals to you. I can remember opening the fridge and being like, oh, those grapes look really good instead of reaching for a pint of Reese's ice cream. Right. Your taste changes. (laughs) It's tough because, you know, especially when you have kids, you know, I make the kids lunch every day and some of the things I put in there, gummies or, you know, sometimes Doritos or, you know, I'm tempted, but... You know, me, I'm 47, so I can't eat any of that. You know, I have to really be careful because it'll go right to my stomach and my butt. <laughs> or my butt. It's just in that deep voice. It sounds so funny. <laughs> 47. I would have put you in your 30s. Appreciate it. That's some BS right there. I was going to go to bed after this. I think I might have to turn lift four back on. <laughs> go back downstairs. Make that s'mores ice cream worth it. (laughs) 
So, so, well, you know, Dedrick, I'm going to put you on blast real quick. Dedrick yeah. is quite the spiritual dude. He yeah. wakes up every day and starts his day with his prayer and his meditation and his gratitude. And he, yeah. ra- well, Sarah too, they both radiate positivity. And so if you need that spiritual, inspirational kick in the butt, like turn to Dedrick. Seriously, yeah. he's... Um, yeah helped me through some some tough times and i only know him because of sarah so you know (laughs) where do we find you is your gym on social media it's on instagram it's on instagram Instagram. yeah i I mean i haven't did it too much uh social media stuff yet but but it's on instagram um we still got a little bit of things to do like as far as hanging up some of my little um, posters in the gym. Logo, I just want to yeah. make sure it's right. Yeah. And then I'm um, definitely going to start posting some workouts and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's exciting. I got some t-shirts coming and definitely going to get going. Awesome. Well, when that's all set up, where will people be able to find you? Because people might listen to this replay in like four or five months and then you're going to be a lot farther along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's actually, I wrote it down cause I didn't want to forget it, but it's, on Instagram, it's darkhorse underscore gym underscore established 2020. Nice. Yeah. Right. So there is a, like a couple things because my friend T, she comes in, um, works out with me um, every day. But we're going to start posting like more workouts and more things we do and all that fun stuff. Yes. You guys are grinding. You got stuff in the works. We're excited for you. And I mean, I know I'll be tuning in at at the very least for Sarah and Dedrick inspiration. So um, we look forward to seeing where this goes for you guys. And we really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us and just jam on your, your health and wellness. We'll have to have you back on to talk about more spiritual stuff too. Oh, yes, yeah. we'd love that. Really a pleasure. That's my first passion. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.